Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. With working from home and trying to stay in touch with friends and family, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to always be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. My moment to chill is watching baseball, especially when the White Sox are on. I like to have a Coors Light beside me. It's a great beer to have watching the games as it's cool and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. And even the mountains on my cans turn blue telling me that it's time to hit reset. Sit back, relax, and hunker down for an evening of White Sox baseball. So when it's time for you to unwind, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate responsibly. When your entire life is online, you need more than just speed from your internet. Xfinity gives you reliable in-home Wi-Fi coverage, plus protection from Wi-Fi network threats. Check out our amazing offers on Xfinity Internet. You'll get fast speed and Wi-Fi coverage you can count on. Plus, get advanced security free with the XFi Gateway, so you can keep the connected devices in your home protected from network threats. Just log in and activate through the Xfinity app. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today to learn more. Restrictions apply. Good morning, White Sox fans. I'm Jim Margulis, and this is your White Sox wake-up call for July 25th, 2018. The White Sox continued to put their Angel Stadium problems behind them. After entering the series losing 14 of their previous 15 games at the Big A, they now have won the first two games of this four-game set. Thanks to an excellent outing by Carlos Rodon, the Sox were able to withstand a late Los Angeles rally for a 4-2 victory. It's hard to ask much more from Rodon. He took a no-hitter into the sixth and ended up lasting seven and two-thirds innings. He racked up eight strikeouts while allowing just five base runners, and the two runs on his tab were scored on Juan Manaya's watch. Rodon was at his best, getting early count outs the first time through, then racking up the strikeouts later. Backed by strong defense, Tim Anderson stabbed a hot one-hopper in the first, and Avi Garcia picked one off the turf in the sixth, it looked like he warranted no-hitter alerts until Andrelton Simmons blooped a single with two outs in that inning. Simmons was nabbed after stumbling returning the first, so Rodon still didn't face a runner in scoring position until his final inning of work. With better luck, he could have spearheaded a shutout. It looked like he might strand Ian Kinsler's leadoff double in the eighth, but his night ended when Cole Calhoun drew a two-out walk that he didn't deserve. Home plate umpire Pat Hoberg squeezed him out of at least one pitch in the at-bat. In came Juan Manaya, who gave up a double to David Fletcher to score one run, plunked Simmons after getting ahead 0-2, and then got squeezed out of a Mike Trout strikeout and walked him with the bases loaded instead, which cut the White Sox lead to 4-2. Manaya couldn't finish the inning. Instead, Jenmar Gomez came in and got Justin Upton to fly out harmlessly to end the 8th, and Joaquin Soria pitched around a one-out single for his 16th save. Sox pitching did a great job of keeping Trout in check. Rodan walked him in the first, then struck him out his next two times up. It should have been a hat trick, but Manaya needed four strikes when he could only get three. The White Sox offense didn't exactly light up the inexperienced 28-year-old starter Felix Pena, but they were able to squeeze a couple of runs out of his rough third inning. 
Pena walked Yomer Sanchez on four pitches to load the bases, then walked Jose Abreu on five pitches to bring home the game's first run. A sack fly by Avi Garcia gave the Sox a 2-0 lead. Pena kept the Sox scoreless over the remainder of his six innings, but the Sox found a second wind against the Anaheim bullpen. I learned that the Angel Stadium right field wall is shorter this year. Before 2018, Yohan Mankata's fly ball off the scoreboard might have been a double or a triple, because homers had to clear the entirety of the right field wall. Now it just has to get over the padded part, which is a little lame and anticlimactic, but it worked to the Sox advantage for a 3-0 lead. Mankata had a big game, going 2-for-4 with the homer, a walk, and two runs scored. He also avoided striking out. In the 8th, Matt Davidson doubled with two outs and scored a Nicky Delmonico single for a 4th run that would be appreciated when the Angels finally rallied. As a result of the win, the White Sox arrived at the 100-game mark with a record of 36-64, which is merely a 104-loss pace. The Angels are 50-52, and and Fangraphs gives them a 0.8% chance of making the postseason. The two teams will meet for Game 3 tonight. First pitch is at 9.07pm Central on NBC Sports Chicago and MLB Network for those out of both the Chicago and Los Angeles markets. It's James Shields in what could be his last start with the White Sox, and he'll face Tyler Skaggs, who is the best remaining Angel starter. The Southpaw Skaggs, whom the Angels received in 2013 as part of the three-team trade that resulted in Adam Eaton coming to the White Sox, is having his best ever season, with a 2.68 ERA and 106 strikeouts over 104 innings. Down on the farm, bad weather continues to plague the Canapolis Intimidators, who were rained out for the second straight day, and wet weather also scratched Charlotte's game against Scranton-Wilkes-Barre. Birmingham played, and the Barons survived a bullpen day and beat the Tennessee Smokies 6-4. Alex Call had himself a night, going 3-4 for four with two homers and a double. Luis Alexander Basabe extended his hitting streak to 12 games by going 1-3. for three. The Dash saw their streak come to a close, as Frederick handed Winston-Salem its first loss in five games by a score of 4-3. Luis Gonzalez went 1-for-5, Blake Rutherford 1-for-4, and Gavin Sheets 2-for-4 with a double. Great Falls beat Grand Junction 6-3, although Steel Walker left the game after two plate appearances. The second-round pick was plunked his first time up and stole a base afterward, but departed after a pop-out in the third inning. On the bright side, Amado Nunez had three hits. The AZL White Sox got trounced by the Indians' second AZL team, giving up eight first-inning runs to set the stage for an 18-3 trouncing. Aaron Soto had to wear it, giving up 11 runs over three and one-third innings as the first reliever in, and position player Bryant Nova had to close it out. The Dominican Summer League White Sox improved to 7-37 on the season with a 5-4 victory over the DSL Orioles. Recent international signing Harold Diaz reached base four times, including his first two professional hits. Around the league, the Orioles dealt another one of their mainstays and to a division rival. Closer Zach Britton is heading to the Yankees for three minor league pitchers. The package is headed by Dylan Tate, who was the fourth overall pick by the Texas Rangers in 2015. The scoreboard shows a pretty wild day around Major League Baseball. The Phillies needed 16 innings to beat the Dodgers 7-4, and it ended when Kike Hernandez gave up a walk-off homer to Trevor Plouffe. Oakland trailed Texas 10-2 after 6, yet rallied to win 13-10. Chris Davis capped off a string of 11 unanswered runs with a 3-run blast in the 10th. The Pirates won their 11th straight game by clobbering the Indians 9-4. They're now three games out of the second wildcard spot in the National League. The Indians have lost three in a row, and Minnesota's 5-0 shutout of the Blue Jays closed Cleveland's lead in the AL Central to 7.5 games. Tyler Saladino hit a walk-off sack fly to help the Brewers beat the Nationals 5-4 in 10 innings. Paired with the Cubs' 4-1 loss to Arizona, Milwaukee now trails the Northsiders by just 1.5 games, and Chris Bryant missed Tuesday's game with a recurrence of shoulder inflammation to add to the drama.
That'll do it for this edition of the White Sox Wake Up Call. Join us at SoxMachine.com to talk about the game and the minor league action. And if you're new to the Sox Machine podcast, you can subscribe to all episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google's new podcast app. And should you be in a giving mood, you can support everything Sox Machine at Patreon.com slash Sox Machine. Thanks for listening to the Sox Machine podcast. For SoxMachine.com, I'm Jim Margulis. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.